On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got to sit down with Corinne from LiveOuter.com. We had such an incredible conversation. We talked uh, all about this incredibly unique way that they have set up a thousand physical retail locations without really putting up much money at all, uh, a concept that I've never even uh, thought of. And I think you guys are definitely going to want to listen to this one. Uh, just an amazing episode. If you are a mid seven figure brand and above, listen up. Are you struggling with ads this year? Uh, how about growth in general? What about profitability? Supply chain issues got you down? You are not alone. As a brand owner myself, I totally get this. iOS 14 has ravaged many smaller brands. The good news, our clients at Upgrowth and the brands that we own have not been touched. Don't get me wrong. We had to fight to figure out how to advertise effectively in a post-surveillance ad world, but we learned some incredible lessons along the way, and we want to share some of those lessons with you. So go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow to apply for a free growth plan today so we can show you what is working in a post iOS 14.5 world. Again, that is www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow. Now, on to today's episode. Hey guys, have you tried 8FIG? No, don't worry, I'm not talking about that new fad diet. I'm talking about 8FIG, the planning and funding platform. 8FIG partners with experienced e-commerce sellers to help you scale with planning tools and incremental funds. So how exactly does 8FIG work? Well, to start, 8FIG works with you to understand your business plan and to focus on what's already working in your business. Then you put together your costs and the inventory that you're going to need, and 8FIG optimizes your cash flow to fit your unique supply chain needs for the next six months and beyond. Once you've signed on to the growth plan, you're going to get the funds that you need when you need them according to your plan. What's especially great is that you don't have to start paying the cost of capital until after you've started to sell that inventory that 8FIG is funded. This gives you breathing room for your cash flow. In addition, the plan is flexible, so you can change it as you go. Sell or more or less than you expected? Don't worry about it. You can revise your plan. Your shipment is delayed or your inventory is ruined, they'll work with you on it so that you can adapt as you go, keeping your business stable and sales thriving. On average, 8FIG sellers experience 2x growth in their first year, all while stabilizing their cash flow, avoiding stockouts, and taking control of their supply chain. You already know that you're an 8-figure seller in the making. You just need an experienced and strategic partner to help you scale with confidence. So learn more at 8FIG.co. That's the number 8FIG.co. And make sure to mention Upgrowth during sign-up for 5% off the cost of capital of an 8-FIG growth plan. Now, on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Today I'm joined by Corinne from Outer, uh, all the way down in Santa Monica, California. Corinne, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I appreciate it. Yes, yes. I, I'm hoping that today's interview goes well. I'm going to let you talk a little bit more. I feel like my, my brain is just a little bit foggy right now, um, but that does not mean we're not going to get into some really really great stuff. Um, I'm really curious today uh, to, to talk about some of the things you guys have done. Um, but before that, for people who know nothing about you, tell us just a little bit about who you are and what you do. Absolutely. So I've been working in LA e-commerce for the past 12 to 15 years, uh, mostly at high growth venture back startups. So exactly what you're talking about 
you know, very, very quick scale on lots of pressure with, you know, in ever all as always in VC backed companies and uh, mostly for consumer brands. So, you know, what I'm really excited about and what motivates me is products that really do help either individual consumers or the planet, ideally both at the same time. Mm. And working for brands like Outer that do that is really fulfilling to me. I'm just awesome. fascinated by what makes people like how to enable the best life uh, for people through consumer products. Cool. Cool. I, I love that. I love that mission as a, as a personal mission. Um, tell us a little bit about Outer. Where, where did it start? What is it exactly for people who don't yeah. you know, know anything about this brand? Outer is an outdoor furniture, a sustainable outdoor furniture company. So we were okay. founded just a few years ago and we've grown tremendously in the past few years. Uh, the company started out just as an idea of a, how do we create uh, furniture that gets people outside. If you think about it, we spend over 90% of our lives inside. And how can you really appreciate the planet and what even nature has to offer if you're constantly inside? And so we thought, how do we really get people outside? And one of the things when we were looking into that was, you know, outdoor furniture is so dilapidated. It's always dirty. It's always crappy. No one wants to actually get out there, even if it's expensive. And uh, not to mention, it's a, there's a really big problem with fast furniture. You know, you just chuck your stuff every couple of years or even every season because yeah. it turns to complete junk. And so we thought, what if we bring some of these material innovations to outdoor furniture, make it durable, make it sustainable, make it comfortable, actually make a product that allows people to get outside and appreciate what is out here, just outside your doors. So um, that was really the mission behind uh, starting Outer. And um, we came out with our first hero product in 2019. Uh, we were on Shark Tank. So that was our big launch, uh, November oh, awesome. 2019. And then we've been scaling aggressively ever since then. Wow, that's great. Did you guys end up getting a deal on Shark Tank or was that we more did. of a, a great PR? Oh, you did. And did we it, got did it actually follow, follow through? Oh, really? And, and, and it actually followed through or was that just for TV? Uh, I guess nothing's really just for TV. We ended up founding a really great relationship with Lori. Um, cool. We ended up going with a different investor set at the same time we were raising money externally. But Lori was so, so, so helpful and gave us a lot of great insights to the company. And it was really the first thing that put Outer on the map. And I have to say, being on Shark Tank has been one of the best things for the business because it was one investment that we did at, at one time and given we put a lot of effort into the filming but it's returned us customers year after year uh, yeah. even though we filmed it many years ago wow yeah the, i mean the shark take effect is is absolutely crazy similar in canada here we have uh dragon's den um and with there's some overlapping uh hosts as well it's it's crazy the amount of um, the amount of PR that you really get from from that, like like getting a deal with one of them is is great. But comparatively, you know, th this is the time to like, you know, if anyone out there is thinking like, oh, maybe I should think about Dragon's Den Shark Tank, um, a great idea, no matter what, um, because, you know, most likely you're not going to get a massive deal from one of them. But everybody watches them, including VCs, right? Like it's not just like normal, you know, not only normal people who watch it, not just consumers, it's also VCs, right? And if they see your idea, they're going to be reaching out. 
right? Because they all have massive amounts of capital right now that they are waiting to deploy, um, especially when everything's slowed down, right? VCs have the most amount of dry powder that they've ever had. Um, so if you want to go that VC route, that is that is a wonderful way to actually create um, some demand for your uh, for your fundraise in the market. So just wanted to throw that out there for you guys. Um, let's talk about the growth. How, how'd you guys grow so fast? I, I know you're, you're VC backed, <laughs> but but you know, 2019 till now, you guys are pretty substantial. It looks like. Um, how'd you grow so fast? Well, I would say that. Um... There's a couple components. One is that, you know, I think call it like five years ago, 10 years ago, there's this idea that you could just bring in this growth ninja into your company and will fix all your problems and, you know, you'll just grow out of control. And that term makes me shiver because it's actually just a bunch of hard work, iterative testing and smart people <laughs> who are matching level of effort on pro- projects to, uh, you know, desired output. So one is just like iterative testing, hard work, adaptability, all the things you need uh, for a high growth startup. But for Outer specifically, one of the biggest secrets to our success has been our neighborhood showroom program. And that cool. is... Uh, so tell me about that. I'm, I'm, this yeah. is what I'm really looking forward to getting into. I, I love the melding of e-com and physical together. Right? I feel like it, yes. it's just so powerful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when I want to hear all about this. Yeah, our products are, you know, they're not cheap. They're premium. They're premium for a reason because they'll last you ten years, unlike most outdoor furniture where you chew chuck every season. And yeah. it's also a significant piece of your home. You're building out an entire new room of your home when you're creating a patio. And so we thought, well, we are a you know digitally native brand, but we know that people some people will want to experience the product in person prior to purchasing. Yeah. But we thought, oh my goodness, as a small company, we can't just launch a ton of retail showrooms all across America. That would cost us millions and millions of dollars. It would just be yeah. cost prohibitive. Not to mention, outdoor furniture is meant to be outside. Most showrooms are inside, air-conditioned. Yeah. There's no sun shining down. You can't really see how the wind or the rain or anything affects the furniture. And, you know, user-generated content, user reviews are just so important to people these days because they don't want to hear necessarily from a salesperson who's paid a commission. They want to hear from real people. What do real people think about the product? So our minds were swirling with all of these different issues with retail. And we thought, well, you know, think about Airbnb, think about Uber. What if we could crowdsource retail at the homes of real customers? And that's how the concept of neighborhood showroom was born. So uh, what it is, is we have over a thousand locations across America in the homes of real customers' backyards who have actually purchased the furniture, who signed up and said, hey, I love my furniture so much. I'd be willing to talk to anyone who wants to come visit my home. And if you think about the patio, it's really, it's a public-private space, right? You don't, you wouldn't necessarily want to invite someone into your bedroom to look at your mattress. That would just be a little bit too much. But you might invite a friend or a neighbor or even someone you haven't yet met into your outside patio and talk to them about 
your furniture outside. And so <laughs> totally. Yeah. This is so, the, sorry. I just, I got to step in for a sec because this is brilliant. I'm like, my wheels are spinning. I'm like, uh, Corinne, let's just stop this episode. I got to talk <laughs> to all my teams and, and come up with some of these ideas because yeah. this is absolutely brilliant. I hope that people who are listening to this right now are like, man, how can we do that? Right. How can we crowdsource this? Keep, keep going. Keep going. This is amazing. Absolutely. So like I mentioned, there's a thousand showrooms that we have across the country. They're in the homes of real customers who can speak about the product. And these hosts don't have a script. We don't give them a script. They're just said, hey, here are the facts about our product. Speak about it honestly to anyone who wants to know about the product. Um, hosts are not paid a commission when someone signs up for a neighborhood showroom visit. They're compensated for their time. We want to thank them. It's not for free. But we're not trying to incentivize them to be salespeople pushing the product for those who sign up for a visit. So how this works Interesting. Is, uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Corinne. I, 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 got, I got to get into that for a sec. So yeah. you're not actually giving them, because I assumed, oh, it'll be like a some 10% affiliate commission or something like that. So you're not doing that. You're compensating just their time for somebody coming by. There are certain hosts who are ambassadors who, if they want to, can opt into commission, but that is really okay. nothing to do with neighborhood showroom. That's more if they want to really become a community influencer. If they want gotcha. to be hosting neighborhood showroom visits that are scheduled through our website, no, they do not make a commission. They're compensated uh, a fee no matter if someone purchases or someone doesn't purchase because they're lending their time and they're opening their patio to uh, a new person. Yeah. Interesting. And so how if, if you wanted to purchase outer but you really wanted to see it prior to purchasing, you could go on our website, go to our neighborhood showroom section, you search your area, Santa Monica, California, and there'll be yeah. showrooms that pop up in Santa Monica and you can book an appointment with a host. Uh, then you could come over uh, to a host and most of the time it's literally in your same neighborhood, which is incredible, right? Usually if you think about how many cities there are in America, you don't have a you don't have a showroom anywhere near you for most major big box retailers, but of course. For uh, for neighborhood showroom, you can. We could put up a neighborhood showroom in literally any city in America. And so you would book your appointment and you'd visit a host. Like I said, they wouldn't have a script. They would just tell you honestly, like, hey, my kids jump on this. Or like, look at this material. I've had it for three years. Or I live in the Arizona sun. Or I live through the harsh Montana winters. And this is what my product looks like. And this is where my cat peed on it. Or you know, who knows what's yeah, going to happen to yeah, your yeah, furniture yeah. outside. And they'll speak to it honestly. Usually the conversations are about, I would say, like 15 minutes. And one of the most rewarding and exciting things is we've seen so many friendships develop from customer and host uh, meetings through neighborhood showroom. And a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, our daughters are in the same soccer class, soccer group, or, you know, oh, our sons did dance together or whatever it is. And yeah. uh, often people, oftentimes people have sent us messages saying, oh my gosh, I met my best friend or I met my new, you know, pair, you know, parents group yeah. through neighborhood Cor showroom. Karen, I just yeah. want to say very uh, progressive examples you gave there. I like that you flip those two around. You know, gotta gotta <laughs> stir West up Coast, the gender West stereotypes. Coast people, you know, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I just is, didn't want to let that one yeah. slide. You know, like I had to make sure yeah. that we pointed that out. Okay, um, I, I I immediately it's funny when you started talking about the neighborhood showrooms. I was like, what a great way to meet people. 
right? What a great way to just like have people over and be like, hey, I want to show you yeah. our couches. I want to show you yeah. like all this this awesome area and how this could be yours. <laughs> people are proud of their outdoor spaces. They're beautiful. It's where people want to spend their time. When you get people outside, like they want to show it off. It's exciting. And totally. the conversion rate on a neighborhood showroom visit is incredibly high. I don't know what retail conversion rates are. I believe they're somewhere around, I want to say like 2%, maybe lower. Um, our um, average- e- On, on, on e- e-com or, no, or physical, in brick and physical mortar? physical traffic, br- brick and mortar. I, I, I forget the statistic I off the those. top of my head, but ours is yeah. 40%. 40% of people who visit a neighborhood showroom end up purchasing. That's how compelling it is. There's something really special about them not getting paid a commission. That, that to me is really, there's something really important about that. Um, in, in the brands that we own, we, we kind of started with the affiliate model um, and we found it a little bit dirty with, with mm. normal people because they're not motivated by the money, mm-hmm. right? They're motivated by showing their friends how much they love. For, for in our case, we're mostly in apparel. So it's, it's mostly they just want to show their friends and they just want to be like, they just want us to say, hey, great job that this person purchased, right? Like they don't want to be compensated in that sort of way, which is really interesting how you guys have set this up. Um, Cause I feel like you get it right. Because, because motivation, everyone thinks money is, is everyone's motivation, but money's a tool, right? Money's just a tool to get to do things like host people at your house, right? Like, absolutely. <laughs> so super, super interesting. Keep, keep going on this here. I would say the most surprising thing about Neighborhood Showroom to me has been the strength of the community. We also have a secret Facebook group for hosts uh, that no one else can access where we, our founder speaks to the hosts on, I would say, weekly, if not a daily basis, getting product feedback, throwing around ideas, like showcasing brand videos before they come out, uh, just really talking back and forth of the hosts. And it's fostered such a strong community. I mean, what if you were told, hey, you'll be one of the first Airbnb hosts ever. So people are just so excited to be a part of the program. They love the brand. They like having a direct channel straight to the CEO, straight to our chief design officer as well. Totally. And it's it's really a community play. Oh, ab- absolutely. I mean, there's so much in here, I almost feel like I'm like, oh, no, you should keep this a secret. Don't tell people because every <laughs> I'm sure like the thousands of people that are listening to this right now are like, oh, how do we do this? You know, without well, I have becoming... an answer, actually, we oh, are okay. actually starting to work with other brands. So we have a few brands right now that are applying to be featured in our neighborhood showrooms. So they want access ah. to our community. And so there's a few brands right now we are evaluating for a partnership in which they could actually access our neighborhood showrooms. Corinne, brilliant. <laughs> it's just, it's just brilliant. I mean, guys, you, you know, if you've been listening to me for the past few years, um, you'll know that I really believe that the peak of, of our sort of existence is, is integration, right? As we figure out these things, like there's a reason why mergers and acquisitions happen all the time, right? In big companies, because most of the time we're way stronger together. So hearing that I'm like immediately like, okay, like this high end brand could be in there. Uh, Oh, this would be like a great fit over here. Like how absolutely beautiful. Now you guys are also doing this digitally as well. Is that, is that right? That's correct. So if you, if people do not go and actually visit a neighborhood showroom, most purchasers before they check out browse multiple showrooms online. Think about it. It's really a Pinterest 
for our products that we host. And you can search similar climates to yours, similar cities, similar family styles. You know if the host has a pet or not. So it's really helpful for people to look at the showrooms online and just check out essentially a a massive amount of user-generated content on our website uh, prior to checking out if they're comfortable doing that instead of. Yeah, 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 that, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I mean, getting all of that UGC onto your website is such an important factor in conversion rates, right? So like, I absolutely love that. Uh, Corinne, I got to ask you the question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast, what is your secret to scaling? My secret to scaling. So I've worked in so many high growth venture back startups where you're pursuing aggressive year over year growth multiples. And you also obviously have to make your efficiency goals, your ROAS, your CAC, et cetera. Um, I would say one of the things that companies need to understand that has really also helped me throughout working is the need to be agile and the need to be okay to leave things, tactics, strategies behind that worked for you yesterday that don't work for you today. Because your company is going to change every single year so much if you're growing very quickly. And the things that worked for you at a series A stage or a series C seed stage or things that worked for you at a million dollars of revenue don't work for you when you're a 10 million or when you're a $50 million company. And yeah. so the need to constantly reassess, uh, the need to constantly pivot your strategy and update for the company that you need to be tomorrow is essential. And you simply have to be okay with operating and changing your operating cadence on a frequent basis. Mm, mm, awesome. Awesome. That is, that is absolutely a true fact of what, what you're saying. And um, yeah, I, I'm uh, reading a great book by Adam Grant right now called Think Again. Um, that ah. really talks all about that, right? I highly recommend it to all of our listeners. Just a really solid book on on realizing like, oh yeah, just because this was true at one time or or this is what worked at one time does not mean that that's now what he uses the BlackBerry example, right? Mm, um, yes. Right? Exactly. That we all grew up with, right? Seeing seeing all of our parents on their crackberries, you know? And, and then realizing like, oh yeah, just because that worked in that scenario and that little bubble of time does not mean that that's, you know, what's going to work going forward. So um, that's awesome. Corinne, I got three more questions for you. I hope that you're ready. I'm ready. Awesome. First question, favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Oh, yes. I have this new app. I just got it. It's called Impulse. It Ooh, is okay. fun. I'm never someone who's ever downloaded an online game, but this tool has brain games, I would say, and, and quizzes. It has it helps you practice math, helps you practice focus, helps you improve your memory. And I love that every day I can just tap in and update my brain a little bit for five cool. minutes in a fun way. Yeah, I love it. Oh, I love that. Okay, Impulse. Awesome. And guys, remember, we put all of these links, whatever we talk about here, we put in the show notes. So please, please, please check out the show notes. There is some absolute gold in there. Uh, second question for your favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now. I mean, one podcast I've listened to a very, very long time that has been probably the most educational business lessons I've ever learned is Acquired. I'm sure you've heard people mention Acquired. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Again, guys, show notes. Wonderful. I got one, one last question for you here. If you could sit down with anybody, you get an hour with them. 
Okay. You can have whatever you want, uh, obviously sitting out on, on your outer, you know, um, <laughs> maybe some like lemonade, maybe spiked lemonade. I don't know. <laughs> um, can't be Elon Musk. Who would it be? Gwyneth Paltrow. I think Ooh. she is, she is really building such an interesting intersection of content and commerce in a way that no one else has been able to. She's been able to lever- leverage her celebrity in n- a completely interesting way and combine her kind of star power with also growing business acumen. And I really am impressed by what they're doing at Goop. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That brings up a really good point about building media, right? Building this media empire beside, like the companies that I know, you know, who are doing incredibly well have that entire media machine behind them, right? And this is again why I think that, you know, coming together, mergers, acquisitions, all of these things make so much sense to be able to, to build something like that. Obviously, you know, we're not going to have that kind of same star power. Um, but, but I mean, in this day and age, you can build that star power in, in relatively small areas. Contextual commerce, right? It's so powerful. Totally. Uh, Corinne, this was an awesome conversation. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people connect with you and then also connect with Outer? Such a great question. Uh, liveouter.com. I'd love people to come check out our showrooms, our furniture. As far as me, I'm on LinkedIn, Corinne Crockett and Jordan. It's been such a pleasure and honor. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm very flattered that you had me on your podcast and um, let me know if you know I can do anything anytime and, and excited to have now met you. Yes, yes, absolutely. Thank you again. Yeah, thanks. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.